0: You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for fans sided of Pro Football Weekly. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook, the Locked On Packers Facebook page. And you can find all of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. We are that much closer to opening training camp, which means we're that much closer to the preseason starting and the actual NFL season getting underway. Now, what we're going to focus on today is I was I was just sort of poking around and found that there was a, a, a Packer simulation done by I guess some prominent. Internet-er. I don't, I don't really quite know. I saw the write-up on 247, so I figured it had to have been some sort of reputable operation doing this, this simulation, and that's not what I want to talk about. I don't, I don't really care about the Madden simulation. I think Madden is fun, but um, it is not a harbinger of, of things to come in an NFL season, but the projection made me think about the schedule and the projection had some wonky things happen and i was going well i just there's no way that happens and so what i what i wanted to do was look at the schedule and try to understand where the pivot points are in the season because a lot has been made about the way the season starts and the way the season finishes and the games in the middle with the relationship that they have to what what the Packers' season is going to look like. And so the games that have been circled, this stretch of games in the middle of the season, where in a five-week stretch, they play the Rams, the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Seahawks, and the Vikings. And if you want to expand that out a little bit more to a seven-game stretch, you can add the Cardinals and the Falcons. That is the heart of the season, and it is, in fact, the heart of their schedule. And obviously, they need to win some of those games. They need to win a lot of those games to be in a good position in the NFC playoff race. But when you look at the schedule and the way things play out, whether or not you think Green Bay is going to win all of these games, and, and, I, and you know, unlikely to go 16-0 no matter what James Jones on NFL Network says, there are there are very certainly stretches in here and not just stretches but particular games that i think are going to be very telling about where the packers are in the playoff race because there are games that that you just expect them to win and then there are games that you say these are acceptable losses you have to accept certain amount of losing as an inevitability in your season because you're going to lose and obviously every team wants to win as as much as possible they want to lose as little as possible that is the point of the game that's why we play but at the same time you have to be realistic and understand okay probably not going to go 15 and one or 14 and two 13 and 3, 12 and 4, somewhere in there, that is the most likely outcome. Injuries happen, fluke things happen, punts get blocked, field goals get blocked. Um, sometimes you just don't play well. And so you, the, the league is too good, the league is too talented for you to expect to win that many games. And it happens every once in a while. You know, the Panthers a couple years ago went 15 and 1 and then lost the Super Bowl. Minnesota Vikings went 15 and 1 back in the Randy Moss days and lost in the NFC title game. So there there are no guarantees. Going into the season Green Bay looks like a very good team. The pivot points are going to be the, the ones that reveal to us just how good they are. A game like at New England I think is going to be revealing, but you just the Patriots don't lose at home. They just don't. And I think there's a little bit of an expectation that some of the the drama and Tom Brady's age and everything is just going to catch up with New England. And they traded away some good players, still not quite sure who's going to play receiver for them. There is an inevitable regression there. Is it going to come this year? Maybe. But my point is, I don't see week nine at New England as a pivot point in this season. It will be a fun game. I'm going to try and be there. But it is not a pivot point because, number one, it's an AFC game, so who cares? And number two, it's not a game you go in expecting to win. And and obviously, the team is going to go in expecting to win every game, but that's just not realistic. So what I want to look at are, are games that Green Bay needs to win if. If they want to be in the position to host playoff games, to have the other good teams in the NFC come to Lambeau in January, then these are the games that they have to win. And I understand the season is a long way away. We don't know what these rookies look like. We don't know what these free agents look like. Is Jimmy Graham going to assimilate into the offense? Is Muhammad Wilkerson going to assimilate into the defense? What is Mike Patton's scheme really going to look like? Is Joe Philbin really going to make an impact on this offense? What is the running back situation? There are are still so many questions that I'm not predicting anything. That's why we can do this in mid-July because I don't need to see the rest of the, I, I just, I'm taking some things for granted. I just, they're better than the Bears. They're better than the Jets. They're better than the Dolphins and the Bills and Washington. And so those are games they should just win. And, and they may lose one of them because the NFL is weird, but they should win those games. They should beat the Lions. They should beat San Francisco at home. No matter what the, the fantasy footballers will have you believe. I don't, I don't think San Francisco is as improved as everyone says. I understand Jimmy G is remarkably handsome. Just remarkably handsome. Is he a great football player? I don't know. And and is that team very talented? Oof. That secondary isn't. It's really not. And I know everyone loves Jerk McKinnon and there's a video going around of his workouts, but it is he is he a proven commodity? As the centerpiece of an offense? I mean I get Kyle Shanahan is a genius, but what are we doing? What are we talking about? I, I just I don't I won't pretend to understand it. I, they're just not talented enough. They're not talented enough to compete, and there are people talking about them as an NFC dark horse. Get out of my face. I had people in my mentions trying to tell me the 49ers last year before Jimmy G, oh, they're they're a, a playoff team. Borderline playoff team. I said they won't win five games. And of course after the season, <laughs> like, okay, you knew before the year they were trading for Jimmy G? Please. So, Green Bay opens up the season with Chicago. Obviously, you want to win. They should beat the Bears. Week two, hosting Minnesota. Noon, noon local start. It's a gold package game. Those gold package games, those Milwaukee fans. As uh, my parents are gold package ticket holders. And those games get rowdy. Because those Milwaukee fans, They you only get two games. And so they come up and they get really loud at Lambeau, and they get they get very lubricated, I will say. <laughs> and that is a that is a pivot point in this season. You have to beat Minnesota at home, and Green Bay, by and large, in the Aaron Rodgers era, has done that outside of the Brett Favre aberration season. They need to win this game in week two, and I understand it's going to be early on. It's going to be an adjustment period for this defense. The rookies are very much going to be rookies. By the time we get to midseason, week 10, week 11, rookies are not rookies. You got to play now. You're veterans. But in week two, Josh Jackson, J.R. Alexander, will Oren Burks have found his role in this offense yet, or defense yet? I mean, we don't know. And so that's what makes this game pivotal. Green Bay needs to win it. Losing it would be a bad sign for the things to come with the NFC because it's going to make it so much harder to win the NFC North because you then you still have to travel to Minnesota. And you've lost at home to another NFC contender. So number one, it doesn't portend well for the quality of your team. But number two, that's a, that's a huge loss when it comes to playoff seeding. Can't afford that. At Washington, they should win. Home for Buffalo, they should win. At Detroit, this is not quite a pivot point, but it is close. That offense is still very good, and they sliced and diced the Green Bay defense last year twice. Now they weren't playing their guys in that second in that second meeting, but Matthew Stafford he is pesky, and he I mean this that will be the first I think big test for the Mike Pettin experiment that's like half a pivot point at home against the 49ers. No, thank you. That is not, they should win that game full stop at Los Angeles coming off a bye week. This is a pivot point. Absolutely has to be, they don't have to win this game. So it is, it is pivotal in that it will be critical for the season for determining their seating. They don't have to win it, but if they do, so they win pivot point game 1 let's say against the Vikings. And let's let's just say for sake of argument they lose that that Lions game. They're 5 and 1 coming off the bye. The Rams could be 5 and 1, 6 and 0 or whatever it is and and actually I don't know where their bye is so they may have played 7 games already. This is going to be a primetime game, a national game, it's the 325 game, it's the late window game on Fox. This is going to be Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And this is the up-and-comers against America's team. Jared Goff against Aaron Rodgers. Sean McVay against Mike McCarthy. All of the, I mean, the storylines are all there. One of the faces of the league going to Hollywood. All of that stuff. There's going to be all that cliche stuff all week. The Packers coming off a bye with Mike McCarthy. We know what that looks like as long as Brett Hundley's not involved. Green Bay winning this game signals to the rest of the conference, when we have Aaron Rodgers, you still have to beat us if you want to go to the Super Bowl. And I understand that the teams have done it, and they've done it a lot because Green Bay has only been once in the Aaron Rodgers era. But generally speaking, the team that goes has had to beat Green Bay. That was true in 2014. That was true in 2016. That was true in 2011. It was true in 2012. Most seasons, in order to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC, you have to beat Green Bay. And it is, it is somewhat uncanny the number of times that they have lost to the eventual Super Bowl participant and or champion. This is a pivot point game for the Packers. Again, I, I don't see the Patriots game as that because you just don't expect to win not on the road, not against Tom Brady. That is an acceptable loss. So you just as you go into the year you just say okay, we you know we, the goal is to win Mike McCarthy talks about this all the time. You want to win your home games and and the goal is to go 500 or better on the road. That's 12 and 4. So if you beat Minnesota at home, you beat San Francisco at home, you're on your way to doing that. And and the Rams and Patriots are each opportunities to go a little bit above 500. But do you expect to go in and win? Probably not. And so that's that's the big difference here between the Rams and the Patriots. The Rams game is huge in terms of playoff ramifications. The Patriots game is is for aesthetics, it's for fun, and it is for the Rodgers-Brady rivalry, such as it is, at least on Twitter. And so that that is the point of that. For the Packers and their season, in 2014, those two teams, that's one of the seminal Packer-McCarthy moments, I think, of his career is that win. This could be the last big opportunity against this team that Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy have, because who knows how much longer that's going to go on. And, And likewise for the Patriots. You don't think Tom Brady wants to beat Aaron Rodgers one last time? You don't think Bill Belichick wants to beat the Packers again? Of course you want to win. Of course. But in terms of its it being a crucially important game for the season, it's just not that. The same for Miami at home. They should win that game. On the road at Seattle. This is, enough, this is like that Lions game. This is almost a pivotal game. But I don't know how good this Seahawks team is even going to be. Cam Chancellor is retiring. No Richard Sherman. Earl Thomas may or may not have been on the trade block, may or may not still be on the trade block. What does that defense look like? What does that offense look like? I don't think Green Bay is going to be scared to go in there and win a game, but it is a, a short week, a Thursday night. There is not a great track record of teams going in and winning those games. So from that standpoint, I don't know that it is pivotal and more more to the point, that game leads us into, at Minnesota, that is a mini-bye week because Green Bay gets three extra days, you get a little extra rest, and you go into Minnesota. Pivotal game. And that goes without saying, it's the team you're trying to beat in your division, on the road, they don't have to win. I think what happens, you you, ha- you have to take these in conjunction. So if they lose to Seattle, in Seattle, you have to go beat Minnesota. Have to. Because chances are they already have two losses at this point. They might have three. And so if you, if you lose that Seahawks game, you have to go beat Minnesota, especially with the extra time to prepare. Now if they go into Seattle and, and win, and Green Bay the last few years has owned the Seahawks then maybe you have to worry a little bit less about going to Minnesota, especially if you've won pivotal game number one, which is your home game against Minnesota. So that, I mean, I don't know that there is a more pivotal game in the season. There are the two. If we're just picking the two most pivotal games in the season, it's week two and week 14. Week two at home against Minnesota and week 14 at home against the Atlanta Falcons. If they win those two games... And then win the other games that they're supposed to win. They're a 12 and 4, 13 and 3 team. Because the only other games that, that you could see them losing, I mean, like I said, at New England, at Los Angeles, at Minnesota, that's three. And then maybe they lose one of the at Detroit's, at Seattle's. That's four. But you have win beating Atlanta. That is That is another fellow playoff foe potentially. Beating Minnesota means you have the luxury to lose to them on the road. Although, obviously, again, don't get mad at me, but you you are going to lose some games. And so if you're going to lose a game, you'd rather it be on the road. Now, you'd obviously rather it not be to a divisional foe. That's why beating the Lions, I said, is, is half a pivotal game. Because winning it would make it less hurtful to you to lose a game like at Minnesota against a team that is just better. You'd rather beat the less good team because it's going to be harder to beat the good teams. I mean this is this is not rocket science. It's not hard to figure out. Because to close the season, you go at Chicago, at New York and home for Detroit. You mix Arizona in at home there. I mean that is the good thing about about that middle chunk of the season. Even if you think San Francisco is going to be tough and I I just I don't You go at Detroit, San Francisco. Okay, that's a tough little two-game stretch. Bye-week. At Los Angeles, at New England, tough stretch. Home for the Dolphins. At Seattle, at Minnesota, tough stretch. Home for Arizona. Home for Atlanta, that's a tough game. But then the season closes at Chicago, at New York, home for the Lions. Should win all three of those games. So just looking at it the way that we just did, if you beat Minnesota at home and you beat Atlanta at home, it is hard to imagine anything less than 11 and 5 based on those wins. Because they're going to they're probably going to beat Chicago at home, San Francisco at home, Miami, Arizona, Detroit. They're probably going to win all of their home games if they beat Minnesota and Atlanta. So that's 8 wins. They're probably going to beat the Bears and the Jets on the road and that's 10. That's enough for a playoffs. They're I think they're probably going to beat Washington, that's 11. So, even if they lose at Detroit, at Minnesota, at Seattle, at Los Angeles, and at New England, that's 11 and 5. And it's 11 and 5 with the tiebreaker over Atlanta head to head, and at worst, a 1 to 1 division record against Minnesota and Detroit. I mean, that feels like the worst case scenario for a healthy Packers team that beats, and they're not going to beat Minnesota and Atlanta if they're not healthy. So, If they win those two games, those are the pivotal games. They are pivot points in the season. And we'll know by week 14 what the deal is. We'll know where Green Bay stands. We'll know what the situation is. That game is going to have meaning. Atlanta's going to know it. And and it being December 9th, right now it's a noon game. It is not going to be a noon game. That is worst case scenario that is flexed to the late window. But could be a Sunday night game. Dome team coming to Lambeau, you have to like your odds. There is a case to be made that the season is week two. If they beat the Vikings, the season is out in front of them. If they lose that week two game, it is going to be an uphill battle. All right, we've been rolling out our 53-man roster projections, starters, all of that stuff at Acme Packing Company. I wrote about the offensive line last week. I've got the linebackers coming this week, but there's been already a number of position groups out there talking about the tight ends. Jason Hirschhorn wrote about that. There are a lot of fascinating position battles that we're going to actually get to talk about once training camp rolls around, which is outstanding that we'll actually get to talk about football and stuff that's going on on the field albeit the practice field but so follow Acme Packing Company on Twitter be checking in at, at what's going on on the website I, I, I tweet about it so you should follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski remember if you want to be entered into our pro football focus contest you have to be on Twitter and you have to give us a review Just put your name in your Twitter handle and interview the podcast you've heard me do the read so get on Twitter and do that And and follow me, follow Locked On Packers, like us on Facebook, share the content that you really, really enjoy. We're gonna gonna have a great season. And and there's a lot to announce coming up, a lot of really great things happening on the Locked On Podcast Network. Really excited about this season, really excited to have you on board. Tell a friend, tell someone that that you work with, tell someone that you know, tell someone just walking down the street, hey, Locked On Packers, my family met someone at a restaurant. That follows me but doesn't listen to the show. And they told him, hey, listen. He said, okay. I I hope he's listening right now. That would be cool. If you are, he said he wouldn't tweet at me. If you are listening, tweet at me. Let me know. I love that. I I have had other people on Twitter say, hey, I tell people at work, I, I tell someone almost every day to listen to your podcast. I can't tell you how appreciative I am of that. It is great to have you. That is why I do this. We're gonna be back on Wednesday. Maybe we have an Aaron Rodgers contract to talk about. He did say James Jones is going to break it, so maybe that means we're getting close. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? But in order for you to know, you have to be focused. You have to be zeroed in. You have to be locked on Packers.